I go into this podcast knowing very few people will agree with me. You may shut the podcast off after a minute and a half because you're so pissed off or offended by what I'm about to say. But I truly believe this. And I blame my dad because when he started taking me to Shea Stadium as a young child, I asked many, many questions. I asked questions about the apple. I asked questions about positions. I asked questions about players. And one of the questions I asked my dad at a young age was, what does the number 37, 14, and 41 mean on the wall at Shea Stadium? And he told me, and he gave me a story about each of those three individuals. Obviously, Casey Stengel as the first manager in the history of the New York Mets, but a legend in New York baseball. The number 14, the manager that led the New York Mets to the World Series in 1969, Gil Hodges, in a similar way to Casey, an icon in New York baseball for what he accomplished with the Brooklyn Dodgers and obviously his tragic death in spring training. And I knew Tom Seaver. That was like the first name I ever kind of was taught about as a kid. The franchise, one of the greatest pitchers of all time, and a Hall of Famer. So I understood all three. And logically, I would ask, Dad, are there any other numbers they're going to retire? And my dad told me, and this is why this is all his fault. I blame him. He ingrained it in my head. It's very, very special to have your number retired. And even though at the time Gil Hodges wasn't a Hall of Famer, and even though Casey Stengel wasn't exactly a world-class manager for the Mets, I understood those two exceptions. Tom Seaver was an all-time great. And so at this point in the early 90s, as I'm growing up, the 86 Mets are a part of the past. The 69 and 73 Mets are part of the past. And I think the judgments, in my opinion, had been made. Tom Seaver was the one player who had his number retired. As great and iconic as the 86 Mets were, there just wasn't anybody from that team that jumped above the rest to have their number retired. Plus, the Hall of Fame is a part of the criteria. So when Gary Carter was inducted into the Hall of Fame, I thought, well, well, maybe Gary Carter. But when you look at his time here, Mets acquired him before the 1985 season. And you look at how much time he spent here and the fact that he's really an expo more than he is a Met. And if you ask Met fans who experienced the 86 team, who do you define as the face of that era? You know, some people will say Gary Carter, but you're going to get a lot of Daryl Strawberry, Doc Gooden, and obviously Keith Hernandez, who changed everything for this team when they traded for him in 1983. So to me, the judgments had been made. The judgments on the 86 Mets had been made, especially when number 16, number 17 were just handed out like candies. I mean, think about the amount of guys that have worn the iconic number of Doc Gooden, Keith Hernandez, Daryl Strawberry, and Gary Carter. Now, is that a disqualifier on retiring a number? No, I can go through the history of baseball and find iconic numbers that were handed out soon after that player left. But in the Mets case... I always admired, as much as we ripped ownership, I admired how tough their rules were for a retired number. And obviously, 42 for Jackie Robinson and 31 for Mike Piazza, which I understood, a Hall of Famer who is wearing a Met logo on his cap in the Baseball Hall of Fame. And by the way, I have engaged in some debates about Piazza, but I'll save that for another podcast. So I've always loved it. It's the one thing, one of the small things I really feel the Mets have had over the Yankees that 
despite the Yankees having a far better history uh, in terms of winning and success and legendary ballplayers, I believe the Mets have always had a tougher policy for retired numbers, and I've loved it. And now everything's changing. And I admit, Howie Rose disagrees with me. Many Met fans disagree with me. But I guess I'm loyal to what my dad taught me in the early 90s growing up. And that's, they just don't retire every number. Just because you're on a championship team doesn't mean your number gets retired. In basketball, it's different. When you look at the 69, or I'm sorry, the 70 and 73 Knicks, you have a lot of retired numbers. When you look at the 76 ABA champion Nets, you have a lot of retired numbers. But that wasn't the case in baseball. And it's 2022. And sometimes... If you haven't made the decision to do this in 1992 or 1995 or 1998, why now? And I'm not accusing the Mets of doing this for some kind of cheap, let's get a big crowd on July 9th, because I don't think Jerry Kuzman's number being retired added any extra tickets being sold, mainly because he pitched so long ago. You have to be over the age of 50 to remember Jerry Kuzman. Keith Hernandez is a little different. Because even though I don't remember him as a player, and anyone under my age doesn't remember him as a player, he's iconic to you because you've watched him on TV, and you've fallen in love with him as a broadcaster. And certainly Keith Hernandez is a huge part of Mets history, and I'll get into how important that trade was. I fully understand that. But I guess I just fell in love with the idea that the Mets weren't just going to turn around and retire many numbers. And it leads to this question. If at first it was Jerry Kuzman, and remember how often they handed that number out, And now it's Keith Hernandez. Who's next? Because quite frankly, of the guys that no longer play for this franchise, the only other guy who deserves his number retired is David Wright. And even though David Wright isn't a Hall of Famer, the reason I give him that exception, and I would have retired his number, is because A, he spent his entire career with this team, and B, he was the face of this franchise, unquestioned for such a long period of time. And I kind of say it's the Don Mattingly exception. Don Mattingly's not a Hall of Famer, but I understand full well why Don Mattingly's number is retired by the New York Yankees. So I'm good with David Wright. But who next? Edgardo Alfonso? Doc Gooden? Daryl Strawberry? Like, where are we going next? And so, look, I'm not telling you I'm mad about this. I'm not mad about this. How, How could I be mad? I guess I'm just disappointed that the criteria the Mets once had for retired numbers is going by the wayside. Now, I understand the importance of Keith Hernandez, and if we were having a debate on, okay, you're going to retire one number from the 80s, one number from that core of guys, who would it be? I remember Beningo used to tell me that he would actually vote for Davey Johnson, who wore the number five, so he would have (laughs) dueling fives retired at some point. We know the Yankees have done that, but dueling fives retired for Davey Johnson and David Wright. I don't know if I'd go with Davey, but I get how if you have that discussion on, all right, 86 Mets, one guy's number is going to be retired. Who should it be? I get how Keith Hernandez could win that debate because Keith Hernandez was in ways, and I know it's different in that Keith was an established star. The Mets traded for him, but he bridged the bad to the good, kind of like Bernie Williams did in the early 90s for the Yankees. A guy who was here when things were really bad. When the Mets traded for Keith Hernandez in 1983, they weren't any good. We've all heard the legendary stories of Keith crying in the shower, calling them the stems, not wanting to be here and being miserable. And then he bought in 
And we saw that turnaround in 84 and 85 where they were a good competitive team and great pennant races. And then obviously it all coming together in 86. So I, I get why Keith would be the guy as compared to Doc Gooden, who came up, took the league by storm in 84. How maybe more so than Daryl Strawberry, who does fit the same thing as Keith in that he came up during a bad period of time. He came up in 1983 as well. But Keith was the leader of that team. He was the face of that team. And I think the edge he would have over Carter, even though Carter's a Hall of Famer, is that Gary was more the final piece of the puzzle, while Keith, in many ways, was the first piece of the puzzle. So I get that. Like, if it's an open debate on name the guy, if we're picking someone from the 80s that we retire the number of, I totally get why Keith Hernandez would win. And by the way, this would serve as a tiebreaker. Fair or not. The fact he's around on television every day and the younger Met fan hears from him every day also matters. I'm not saying it necessarily should matter, but let's not be crazy. Let's not ignore the fact that that is a huge factor. That the 25-year-old Met fan, or in my case, the 38-year-old Met fan, who doesn't remember Keith Hernandez you know, wrapping up his Met career in 1989, a shell of his former self, you still full well know who he is because you hear from him every single day. But to me, I wouldn't have done this. It was one of those things that was so, so special. When David Wright has his number retired, I would have stood there at City Field and said, this is so rare. This is one of those rare times I'm in the building and well-deserved they're retiring a number. Hopefully 15 years from now, when I'm watching Jacob DeGrom's number being retired, I would think the same thing. But in a way, and I don't mean this as a knock on Jerry Kuzman and Keith Hernandez, but I know full well it will come across like one, this cheapens it. And whether it's their fault or not, the fact that these numbers were handed out as often as they were over the years, also takes something away from it. I mean, think about that. Like, as diehard Met fans, think about the amount of times we saw people walking around with the number 17. You know, it, it's crazy to think about. But it's true. You know, that's supposed to be an iconic, iconic number. And now you think back to all the different people that wore it, and yeah, it takes something away from it. You know, Jerry Kuzman wore the number 36. That is now retired forever at City Field. Kelly Stinnett wore that number. Darren O'Day wore that number. Colin McHugh wore that number. I'm trying to think of more guys. Grant Roberts wore that number. My cause, Greg McMichael, I couldn't stand him, wore that number. Sean Gilmorton wore that number. So it's tough now to look at 36 in this iconic way when after Jerry Kuzman was traded away in 1978, they handed the number out like it was going out of style. And the same applies to number 17. The one thing I'll give number 17, and I'm not sure if this was done on purpose or if it was a coincidence over the last decade, the Mets haven't handed out that number in a long time. So even though for me growing up, I think of Luis Lopez and Kevin Apier and Graham Lloyd and David Cohn wore it briefly, I think at the end, and Jeff McKnight and more recently, Fernando Tatis. They haven't handed out 17 in a very long time. So you say to yourself, okay, is that a sign of things to come? Does that mean something? 
All right, Daryl Strawberry wore 18. Is he a candidate to have his number retired? Well, not really, because Jose Peraza wore it last year. Ryan Cordell wore it the year before, and Rajay Davis the year before that. So I'm thinking, all right, how about 16 for Doc Gooden? Well, not really, because Jake Marisnik wore that in 2020. So then it's like, all right, who else would it be? Maybe Edgardo Alfonso? Would they dare retire Fonzie's number? Well, Luis Guillerme has been wearing that number the last couple of years. Obviously, they have not handed out David Wright's number. I think that's pretty obvious over the last three years that that was never going to happen. They handed out Jose Reyes's number. If you think he's a candidate, Marcus Stroman wore it for a year before he went to number zero. And then you get to number eight, Gary Carter, a guy who unfortunately is not here to enjoy this honor if he ever gets it, but a guy who's in the Hall of Fame. It's rare to say Hall of Famer, and you can make an argument, not that he is a Met. We all know he's an Expo, but certainly had monstrous moments as a New York Met. They haven't handed out that number as much as you'd think. In fact, the last time someone wore number eight, a player wore number eight, because I don't remember the coaches and stuff. You'd have to go back 20 years. So maybe that's a sign. Maybe Gary Carter is going to be next in line. The last Met to wear number eight was Desi Relaford. So, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that means something going forward. Number 15 for Carlos Beltran. Would they retire that one? Ah, not really. Cameron Mabin wore it last year. Juan Lagaris before that. Brian Dozier. And by the way, if Carlos Beltran gets into the Hall of Fame, which is possible, we'll see, and goes in as a Met, which is also possible. I'd make that argument when you're debating, is he a Met? Is he a Royal? What is he? He's probably a Met. He also could go in with a blank hat. That's very possible too. But if Carlos Beltran goes in the Hall of Fame as a Met, you're not going to retire his number? So now we go down this slope of debating so many names when if it was up to me, it would have simply been this. I get Casey and Gill. We put them to the side. As far as players, it would have been Tom Seaver, Mike Piazza, David Wright. That's it. That's the list. Now, with that said, will I be at City Field on July 9th? Of course. Will I give Keith Hernandez a standing ovation? Of course. I love Met history. And I respect what Keith Hernandez did for this franchise before I understood what was going on. I do. The same as I did for Jerry Kuzman. But let me be one of the last voices to say, I loved when the Mets had higher standards for retired numbers. That's just me, and I blame my dad for indoctrinating me as a kid to believe that way. (laughs) Anyhow, thanks for listening to this edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast.